This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3253 for Wednesday the 20th of January 2021. Today's show is entitled, Panda's Intro. It is hosted by Enigma, and is about 21 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, Enigma introduces one of his favorite Python modules, Pandas. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Welcome to another episode of HBR. I am your host, Enigma, and today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite Python modules, Pandas, as well as NumPy and maybe PyODBC to some extent, because they have some inner relation to um, the module that I'm using. Um, This will be my first episode in a series that I'm naming For the Love of Python, and what we're going to be talking about in this series is uh, some data analytics, data science, as well as just some some good old-fashioned Python that I uh, that I enjoy. And um, the goal is to give you some some basic tutorials, as well as to give you some real-world examples and some code that I use on a on a day-to-day basis, as well as get some community feedback. Um, because I will have a GitHub repository with all of this code available that if you want to suggest, check out the branch or create a branch off of my code and uh, give your suggestions, I I wouldn't mind it. So when we're talking about uh, Pandas, well, first thing we got to do is install the, the module. So we're going to do a pip3 install Pandas. This will also install NumPy, by the way, if you don't have it already installed. Um, you can also do this through your, your code editor of choice, um, whether that be PyCharm or whatever you're using. Typically, they have a uh, graphical user interface that you can um, install packages with. So Pandas is all about data frames. Uh, and first, we're going to define what a data frame is. A data frame is a two-dimensional data structure. Um, it's aligned basically data that is aligned in tabular fashion in rows and columns. So think of it as a spreadsheet and spreadsheet type object in memory. And you can do a lot of fancy things with this. So you can do filters, you can do group buys, basically anything you can do in SQL, um, you can do in pandas in memory. So this is great for spreadsheet manipulation um, or any smaller tasks that you know, you have a few hundred rows or a few thousand rows that you're trying to churn over. Um, as you get bigger data sets, obviously this is going to take a little more memory. There's some things you can do for larger data sets, um, and we, we'll talk about those in future episodes. So today we're going to talk about importing data, accessing that data, setting column types, and some basic filtering and manipulation of that data. So the first thing 
we'll talk about is importing that data, and you can do it from a lot of different sources. CSV, Excel, SQL, JSON. There's some other uh, more advanced topics, and we're going to talk about the first three, the, the CSV, Excel, and SQL, since that's typically what folks use it use the most. JSON is a, is a little bit more complex um, since it's, you know, you could have embedded objects. Um, you can also do uh, data frames from lists and also from dictionaries. Not going to talk about those today, but the, if you're interested, let me know in the, sh- uh, the uh, comments and I might do a, a, a topic about those more advanced uh, topics. So the syntax for this is um, you, you basically create a variable. Um, my variable for all these examples is going to be df for data frame. Um, and then you're going to do, for all of them, you're going to do pd dot and then whatever type you're going to uh, be reading in. So whether that's read CSV, read Excel, or read SQL. And there's an underscore between uh, the read part and then the object part. So CSV underscore CSV underscore Excel underscore SQL. Uh, for the two types that are um, uh, file-based, your your next um, you're going to put it in parentheses. You're going to put the file name in quotations. Um, you're going to then specify for the CSV. You're going to specify a delimiter. Um, if you don't, this is an optional uh, component. Uh, if you don't, it's going to assume that it's a comma delimited file. Um, and then you also have an optional where you can skip rows. Uh, this comes in handy if you have some rows ahead. Um, if it's n- if you're reading in a file that has additional rows at the top of the file, or it has a, a header that you really don't care about, and you're going to define your own header, you can you can do that. For the read Excel component, it's the same thing. In in parentheses, it's the um, the Excel file name, and then uh, comma the sheet name. So you can actually there's there's a uh, a trick where if you don't specify sheet name and you put sheet name equal none, um, it will read in all of the sheets in succession and put them in a uh, a dictionary, and then you can loop through that essentially dictionary of data frames to get to um, a uh, the one you want, or you can combine them all, and, and that's a little bit more advanced topic. If anyone's interested, leave me a comment, and I'll talk about that in more detail. Um, the next option would be the read SQL, and this is a little bit different syntax, so you have, in the parentheses, you have your query, comma, your connection, and I'm going to leave a, um, an example of this in the show notes. Basically, the query is just a, a string um, variable that has your select statement in it. And then the connection uh, varies by ODBC connection. I'm going to leave a SQL Server um, example in the show notes. Um, so you can take a look at that. And then if anyone has any trouble connecting to another source leave me a comment or catch me on IRC and we can we can work that out. So the next thing I want to do, once you've gotten your uh, file read in or your, your SQL connection executed, 
then how do you access that data? So there's there's a couple of things you can do from a, a quick visual look at your data. So you can use the, the head and tail functions. Um, so it'll be your, your data frame name dot either head or tail. And this will either print out the first five rows or, or first nth rows because within the parentheses of the function, you can specify the number of rows you're printing out. So for my example, it's five. You, you're printing out all columns, um, but either the first uh, five rows at the top or the last five rows at the bottom of the file. The next thing, um, next function is uh, DF shape um, or dot shape. And this will give you the number of rows and columns in your data frame. You can also set this to a variable. So if you wanted to, you would know the number of rows and columns if you want to, if you had a need to know that. So there's um, a use case that I that I do where I basically spit out a, uh, a file and then I read the file back in with a different uh, Excel-based uh, Python package to do some conditional formatting. And I may leave, um, probably do another show about that because that's a lot more complicated and um, uses a couple of different modules to do that. So shape is a handy one if you want to visually look at what uh, number of rows and columns you have. Typically, I'm going to use shape and the next one, which is dot columns, to kind of get a visual feel for what my data frame looks like. So dot columns... Uh, just print your column names and um, there's I've had some trouble with column names in the past I've had to redefine some column names because of trailing or or um, leading spaces and you can do that with a strip and um, probably not going to talk about that a whole lot this this um, episode so if you want to do a singular column, you can either refer to that column by name or by position. So I've got two examples of that, and, and basically how you do that is you do the data frame and then brackets either positionally or um, within the brackets put the, the column name. You can uh, redefine your, your data frame or set a new data frame by um, doing the data frame equal and then uh, either the same data frame or another data frame. And you can, you can essentially chop columns um, off of the data frame. So if I wanted to look at the first 26 um, columns, if I had 100 columns, take the first 26, I could do that by putting it in brackets with a semicolon in between, so 0 through 26. Um, this would give me 26 columns. I can also do it by column name, and the syntax is a little wonky on this, so I'll leave this in the show notes, but it's the data frame, and then you've got to do a subselect of the data frame. So it's you know the data frame in brackets, the data frame again, and brackets than the columns associated that you want to keep. Little confusing. I'll leave that one in the show notes. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was setting the column type. So the three main types of columns I'm using are uh, ints, strings, um, and basically uh, date time. There's also a float component if you need uh, decimal points, um, but the syntax is the same for int, string, and float. Um, so it would be 
the field name. So DF bracket, the field name in quotes, dot as type, and then the, the type you're setting. So int string float. For uh, the date time, there's actually a function for that. So it's pd.2 underscore date time. And then within, um, within parentheses, uh, the, the data frame, and then you've got in, in that your brackets, the column name. This would set a date time function, and this is important when you're doing filtering to know what type of column it is, so you can do different operations based on the column type. So, and, and it will give you an error if it's the wrong type. So if it's an int and you're trying to do a string comparison, obviously that's not going to work. So you need to know what type of column it is. So some basic filtering. So for string columns, you have basically anything that, that um, Python does by nature. So your, your title case, your upper, your lower. You can also do um, a split by string. Um, so that syntax will be in the show notes, but it's dot str dot split, and then in um, parentheses your your character you're splitting on or characters, and then there's some optional um, things that you can do where where basically you set the number of um, instances that you want to split on. So if you have a, a big string that contains multiple dots, and if you split by the dot you could just take the first one or take the first three or so on and so forth. So in my example, I'm splitting email address by the at symbol, something that I do a lot with my, uh, my contacts when I'm, I'm uh, inspecting um, the username versus domain name and so on and so forth. And I've got an example of that where I'm, where I'm taking and splitting by the at and then setting two new columns in the data frame to the user and the domain. Another thing that I do a lot is I'll take like the first three characters in a, in a particular field and set it to a new column and then drop the, the bigger column. Um, you can do that for um, things like if you want to inspect only the first three characters or the last three characters, um, that's handy. And that's basically, you know, setting either the new column or the existing column and then using the .str and then in brackets, uh, colon three would give you the first three positions in the field that you're, you're referencing. Um, that is, again, if it's a string uh, column type. So if you're doing something like um, an, inspecting an integer column type, then you can do your less than, greater than, uh, equal and not equal. And I've got an example of a data frame um, where I'm only keeping rows that the field name um, it doesn't contain a zero. You can also fill a, data, uh, a particular column if it's got a bunch of null values. Now what um, pandas will do is it'll convert the null values to uh, NAND values. So if you see, if you print out a bunch of uh, columns and you see NAN um, in your display, that's basically just saying it's a null value. The next thing I wanted to talk about was a list example where, where basically I'm taking one column, 
I'm making sure that column has values in it. So I'm filling um, the nulls with just um, basically pound, pound symbols, hashtags, whatever you want to call it. And then I'm, I'm pushing that to a list and then I'm using that list to filter another, uh, another data frame. So in a real world example, what I use that for is let's say I have a bunch of email addresses that I don't want to include in a list. I'm going to consume that in. So if I have it basically as an Excel document, I'll, I'll basically consume that as a data frame, push it to a list and then read that list in and filter my my other data frame that contains the the values I want to ship out in a marketing campaign or whatever. And I'm either going to include those or exclude those. And I've got uh, examples for both. Moving on to loops. Um, so I've got an example in the show notes where I'm looping through a data frame and I'm doing some type of filter. So this would be a greater than, so it would be an int, uh, an int column and I'm essentially saying a particular column is greater than my filter and that's just a variable that I set above. So you can do that where if you have like a year component and you're, you're saying it must be greater than let's say 2009 or 2010, whatever. Um, you could use that as that as as a component if you wanted to do it as a loop. Now, when you do that and you're doing a, a data append, um, which I've got in the the show notes, you're basically creating a Python or a panda series, and then you've got to convert that back as a data frame at the end of your loop um, once you've appended all the rows. So there's more elegant ways to do this, but I wanted to, to show an example, a real world example where you could essentially do a for loop and then have, uh, an if statement, um, in that loop, append the rows and then bring it back as a, as a data frame. Um, and this is more of a, of a Python way to do it. There's easier ways to do it in pandas. Next, I wanted to talk about uh, conditional uh, ways to set a, a particular column. So this uses NumPy. So we'll talk about NumPy for, for just a sec. So essentially what I'm doing in, in this example is I've got conditions that are in a list. So, and this is showing essentially the column, a particular column is equal to a condition um, and then the list is obviously separated by commas and you could, you could print that list out and I show essentially you can use one pandas column or multiple pandas column using an and symbol. Um, and essentially here I'm, I'm building the conditions and then I build another list of choices and then I'm doing a numpy select dot select to say if I have this condition, set the this choice, otherwise set a default value. So if I don't meet any of those conditions, um, I, I would basically set my default. Now this comes in handy when you're when you're inspecting multiple columns in pandas. Um, 
it's easy to do a filter on one column, but I haven't found a, a cleaner way to do multi-columns. And if there's a better way, feel free to leave me a comment or shoot me an email or come talk to me on IRC. Um, but there's, this is a, um, a clean way that I've found to do uh, multi-column conditions and kind of combined multiple things. So, so if you think of it in a SQL context, it would be multiple, uh, uh, basically an AND statement within a uh, SQL SELECT statement or a WHERE statement. So at this point, I think I've talked about all of the, uh, the high-level things I wanted to talk about in this episode. Um, so as I said, we're going to have multiple um, shows related to this Pandas uh, module as well as I'm going to be showing a real-world example of a, a little contact scrubber I built and I think that's going to be our next episode. So until then, um, this has been uh, a episode of HPR. Appreciate everybody's time. Feel free to reach out to me on um, freeno.net, irc.freeno.net, either in the uh, hashtag Hacker Exchange channel or hashtag Augcast Planet channel. Um, my email is eth0enigma at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.